Welcome to the first episode of the Soulcraft Sidekick series, where we do things a little different, either history lessons or who knows what. But today I'm going to do two different eulogies about two people's lives, good good people, and think about which life you would like to live. Let's listen. Thank you all for coming. As Bill's brother, I know he would be so touched that you all came. Obviously, I've known Bill all my life. <laughs> and even though he was my brother, he was probably the nicest guy I've, I've ever known. Whether you met him for the first time or you've known him for years, he always had a kind word and delivered an enthusiastic pat on the back. It reminds me of the time back when we were on the high school football team together. Bill, being a couple years older than me, was a senior on the team the year I was a sophomore. Neither of us were destined for greatness, to say the least, but we were scrappy. Bill was a receiver, and it was a close game against the defending district champs. The star receiver, who would go on to be a standout at Ohio State, dropped an easy end zone catch right before the half to take the lead. Something I think he only did once in his four years at Penn Oaks High. Obviously, he was pissed at himself and emotionally down, but that's when I had the opportunity to witness my brother in action. In a private moment in the corner of the locker room, Bill gave him a bit of a pep talk. I don't remember what was it he said exactly. I just remember him being so calming and calming Vince down in the process. We went on to win that game, and Vince had two TDs in the second half. I think my brother had something to do with that. That's the way Bill always was, the calm, steady voice. But he was also devoted and loyal. When you think of loyalty, you think of Bill and his 35 years he spent at the Bush and L Company. If there was something extra that needed to be done on the shop floor, even when he became one of the managers, he was always raising his hand to pitch in. But his true loyalty and devotion was to his wife Betsy and their kids Amelia and Steve. For 45 years, he was devoted. He was a devoted husband to Betsy and the kids. He was there on the sidelines of the Little League games and usually sitting in the front row at Amelia's recitals. He was so proud of his kids, and if you wanted Bill to start talking, just ask him about Amelia and Steve. He always glowed with pride. After his retirement, you could count on Bill and his routine, and that meant Tuesdays and Thursdays at the Elks Lodge at his usual table. The boys always loved his infectious smile and his quips, even though everyone heard, did you hear the one about, from Bill a thousand times, they took the time to listen because he always gave them the same respect. During Bill's 85 years he spent with us, I think he was the epitome of a kind and loyal friend, colleague, brother, son, husband, and father. If he were here with us, he'd take a moment with each one of you and give you a hug and say thank you for coming. So on behalf of Betsy, Amelia, Steve, and the rest of the family, and most importantly Bill, I want to say thank you again, and here's a big hug, and God bless you for coming. Excuse me, excuse me guys, excuse me everybody. Can I have your attention just for a few moments? Great, thank you. First, 
on behalf of Sonny, I wanted to give a shout out to Joe, the owner of Joe's Brewing, to shut the place down this evening so we can have a party for the one guy that won't be able to join us tonight. So thanks all for coming. There are about 7 billion people on this planet, but there was only one Sonny P. Corbin. What's more, his story is unique, and not because of what Sonny accomplished or did, but because of how he wrote his story. It was like an amazingly scenic road with incredible vistas, some wrong turns, hairy hairpins, but a road that was certainly worth traveling. Since we have such a large group tonight, which is another testament to just how many people got to ride with Sonny along the way, whether it was just for a short while or they had the privilege of riding shotgun for years like myself. I'm Kevin, and I was honored to call Sonny a friend for 30 plus years. Every time Sonny wanted to try something new, or even after he had just failed at something, he always said, you know, as far as anyone can prove, you only go through this place once, so you might as well make the most of it. I think that is why he was constantly trying or learning something. He always wanted to be a student. He was always curious. Like the time when he was probably in his 40s when he took up boxing. (laughs) He subsequently got his ass kicked by several kids that were half his age. But he persisted, and after about a year, he was able to hang with even the surprise to them at the gym. Sonny was always staying in shape, but at 50, I even balked at his next adventure because, of course, he wanted me to join him. He wanted to complete an Ironman. And for those of you that don't know just how grueling that is, let me explain. It's 2.4-mile swim, 112-mile bike, And then for shits and giggles, you get to complete a marathon at the end, 26 miles of running. No, in case you're wondering, I I didn't join him. (laughs) But he trained extremely hard, managed to complete it just before they timed him out. Kicked his ass, he would tell you. Was out of commission for a week after that and had to have his assistant run his business. But he always loved doing those things and having those stories. Speaking of his business, Sonny never really had a career. He had a few successes and, by his accounts, three times as many failures, and for good measure, butted heads with his partners on more than a few occasions. It was something about um, him being a bit pig-headed or outspoken sometimes. (laughs) But seriously, every one of his partners is here tonight, including myself, because, yeah, he didn't mind putting up a good fight, but at the end of the day... It was just business and part of the story to him, and he always valued the friendships way more than the successes that came. Obviously, he didn't do things the traditional way or took the path many of our classmates did, including myself, because Sonny was always led by his own compass, not someone else's. Watching him raise his two boys, Stephen and Anthony, I think if you have the pleasure of knowing them, he succeeded in that department because they have also followed in his footsteps of forging their own paths. Neither one of them straight roads, but winding because they're so interesting. Steve and Anthony, I say that out of love, guys, with mad respect to you, your dad, and of course, Sonny's wife, Liz. Where are you, Liz? Oh, there you are. As I mentioned, I've had the honor of getting to ride with Sonny for several decades, but Liz has not only had the honor to but I would say had to endure some of those hairpins turns with him for even longer. And thank God she did endure because 
She was certainly the yin to his yang. Being married to Liz for all those years, Sonny got to live way above his pay grade. So Liz, on behalf of all of us, thanks for taking the ride with him. As we all got older and the ride of life started to slow down a bit, I would say slow would be relative, as Liz can attest. Sonny always loved taking the family on road trips to unknown destinations because he believed and wanted to instill in his kids that it was about the journey and not the destination. Sounds cliche, but he lived it. So when he sold his last business and the kids were off living their own stories, Sonny convinced Liz to take another one of their family road trips, this time truly with no destination. The trip lasted right up until about six months ago, right, Liz? Not only was it, cla- was it a classic, sunny, epic road trip, he was still engaged in other parts of his story. From the road, he was mentoring about three or four young business owners, helping them succeed and humbly sharing his wisdom. And even as recently as this year, when he could hardly hold his hand study, he was learning, learning about growing bonsai trees. It was like, really, Sonny? Like you're really learning bonsai trees in your condition? But that was Sonny, always the student of life, always making the dash between the years and adventure. Now I see some of you out there getting a little teary-eyed. On behalf of Sonny, cut that shit out. You know he wouldn't put up with that. So to close, I think instead we should raise a cold one because all of us here in some way had the privilege of being a student of one of life's greatest students that became a wise teacher in the way he lived his story. So, to Sonny. Two eulogies, two quick summaries of two lives. Which one truly had a story? And this is not to say they're not both good people. Obviously, they were loved and liked. But I think as Kevin pointed out in Sonny's story, he was the one that took advantage of the dash. As some of us get older, we start to think more about the term legacy. And a legacy is really as simple as the time between the two dates of your life. The dash. What do you do with that time? Did you use it or did it use you? Time is the only finite resource we all have, and we can choose to take advantage of it or let it take advantage of us. Many of us have probably been to a funeral awake like Bill's. Sounds like Bill was a good guy. Nice, loyal, devoted, and kind. Those are all great qualities and ones I admire. But to be perfectly frank, if that's the entire contribution to your story... Also sounds like the quality of qualities of man's best friend. I wonder if Bill had any more to give to his story, or was he really tapped out? Personally, I want to have a story like Sonny's. I think that is an epic story, not because his name was in lights or because he walked on the moon, but he was guided by his own compass. Did he make a few wrong turns? Sure. But that is going to happen when you're forging your own story. It kind of feels like the qualities in Bill's eulogy that we mentioned are the price of admission, being kind, being loyal, being devoted. But I think if you're able, and the majority of us are, we can participate so much more. We can try and we can learn 
right up until the end, just like Sonny did. This is what makes a great story. Taking advantage of the time you have by not just paying the price of admission, but jumping in and participating. I know this is in place of the usual interviews, but I wanted to start interspersing them with other ideas like this, especially since my buddy hatched it while we were having beers a while back. Also, similar ideas, like learning from some of the great stories of people of the past, like a mini-history lesson. Ugh, some might say boring. But I think there's gold in some of that, or excuse me, in some of them that is free for us to mine and that we can deposit in our own stories. Well, I'll leave it at that. Thanks for tuning in, Tribe, and until next time, have a great week. 